3: Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way, this guy's got a mistress, corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought.
1: United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at nine on CNN.
3: This is VSEN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and I'm all shock on VSEN, the sports betting network.
5: And welcome to the Monday edition of Big Bets here on Visa and Dave Ross and Amal Shaw. Coming at you from South Point Casino and Hotel, Amal, how was the football weekend, my friend?
4: Uh, UCLA could have been better, but other than that, it was very good. Tennessee rolls over Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. And Dave, I
5: think we have some big news about the Colts. We absolutely do because this is hot off the presses from Kelly Bidlin, our producer, who informed us that uh, Matt Ryan, right now, Your services are no longer required as the starting quarterback for the shoe. Because it looks like they're going to turn it over to, we're back, baby, Texas football. (laughs) It's going to be Sam Ellinger. He's going to be the starting quarterback. Nick Foles is going to be number two. And Matty Ice is going to be number three.
4: Yeah, Sam Ellinger, best bounce passer at Texas since TJ Ford. I, I look forward to this. Loves the I uh, love the position for the Tennessee Titans who are sitting at 4-2, and two, Colts 3-3-1. Three, three and one. You know, the problem is with Matt Ryan. He was so horrific in terms of trying to stretch the ball down the field yeah. that it allowed Tennessee to key in on Jonathan Taylor. They stymied what he was able to do, and then in that fourth quarter, the 18-wheeler got going, and it was curtains.
5: Absolutely, 19-10. We talked about it last week. We thought that if the Titans now with two wins in hand over the Colts seven weeks into the season, they've got a real shot if they – you won't say they buried them at 4-2, 3-3, and, three, three and 1, but you got that two games in hand beating them twice.
4: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. They're huge advantage for Tennessee. By the way, I know you're trying to show some humility here. Let's go to your Dallas Cowboys, by the way. Big win by the Cowboys. By the Whoops. way, I'm sitting there watching that game thinking, I go, man, I wish Dave had taken the Detroit up on the <laughs> teaser. And they end up crushing it late thanks to a couple of Jared Goff turnovers. And, and it
5: was because, like we talked about, I, I just trusted Dan Quinn more than I do Dan Campbell out of the two Dans there. And, I, I, you know, Jared Goff can be a turnover machine. But, really, the Cowboy defense, you know, say what you want about San Francisco. I watched that game painfully as somebody that took the Niners yesterday plus the three and going, can you get one stop? I'm not saying that the Cowboys have the best defense in the NFL because Buffalo can make a rightful claim to that. But after what I saw yesterday, I will put that Dallas defense up with anybody. The Cowboys played, like, you know what, for three quarters, and the defense kept them in there, and then ultimately they easily cover the number 24-6 to 6 because of the defense. And, again, we get just enamored with, foot, with, with offensive football. We understand it. It is defenses that travel. Tennessee, right now, they've gotten off on the good foot again after starting off 0-2. I think they've won four in a row. It's going to be defense first. You have enough offense. I think it's a recipe right now with scoring down in the NFL that will travel each and every week. I I would agree with you, and I'll
4: tell you right now, I thought the Detroit defense played well enough to win the football game. It was the offensive turnover. Jamal Williams fumbled at the one-yard line. Catastrophic. you know, the other thing, and we'll get into this a little bit later on when we do our pro tip, but I'll tell you one thing that's very important. Looking at coaches' records coming off of buys. Andy Reid is as good as anybody oh, in the football. To, uh, Mike Vrabel this is one of the reasons why I love Tennessee this weekend. was 4-0 coming into yesterday, now 5-0. and I think you have to take that into consideration in terms of how teams perform when they have that additional week of preparation. That
5: is a great uh, pro tip. You should look at that because there is a, there's a method to it, right? That clearly Andy Reid has figured it out. Mike Vrabel has figured it out. Uh, let's see if uh, Frank Wright can figure it out with his quarterbacks. Because now, when you you kind of project a little bit here in the AFC South, I know that the Jaguars were sexy after two weeks of the NFL season. They're two and five, as they they somehow inexplicably inexplicably blow another one yesterday to the G men. And I know the Giants. They're six and one. So at some point, the teams that you know, like the old Denny Green, they are who we thought they were. Like, are the are the Jaguars who we thought they were? I don't know who the Colts are. But if I could play devil's advocate with the quarterback change here for, for tennis, uh, Texas's finest, they could almost go single wing now with Jonathan Taylor, right? Like, just eschew the pass. Let's play defense. Let's run the football and see if we can grind out wins the unsexy way.
4: Look, I know the offensive line has not played particularly well, uh, but to me, when you look at some of the components they have there, they have pieces. They've got to be able to start utilizing them.
5: Totally. So, again, Matt Ryan is no longer the yep. starter. We'll see how long that lasts. Nick Foles is interesting waiting in the wings at number two. We'll see if, if Sam Allinger like, you, you got to be happy with your three. Like, you know, the Cooper Rush experiment in Dallas is exactly what you want. You want to have a, a competent backup quarterback until your starter is in. Now, if Matt Ryan, this is not by injury, kids. This is by necessity that he, the old man just can't get it done anymore. And... I just wonder is this what you, is Sam Ellinger going to be able to save the season? And if not, how quickly do they turn Nick Foles?
4: Uh, that's interesting. I don't know. Are you guys a believer in Nick Polts? By the way, I wanted to t- I wanted to say to you, Kelly, of course, Dave finds a way to interject the Dallas Cowboys being the analogy of great backup play. <laughs> Can't right. talk about starting quarterback play in, in Dallas, but we can talk about backup play. Let's talk about got, those
5: great backups.
4: Yeah,
0: that's right. You got you, well, it, it's it's you got what, two quarterbacks now on that roster that have been to a Super Bowl and they're both sitting behind Sam Ellinger? It's, How about that? <laughs> I mean, that, that's pretty incredible. What well, what's this worth to the spread? Mm. This week, commanders at home oh boy. Matt Ryan switched to Sam Ellinger. Because I've got the number adjustment in front of me. I I would say two to three points. One point. point. That's it. We're going from four to three, boys. As of right now. As of right now. We'll see when the betting really starts to pour in.
4: I appreciate where you're coming from. But here's my issue. First of all, Ryan's got a lot more experience. Yep. I just – look, I go back to his days at Texas – and I always said what got Tom he- Tom Herman fired was the fact that he didn't go with Shane Bouchel, who was a more yeah. accurate passer than Sam Ellinger. He'd still be at Texas, in my opinion, if he'd gone with Buchel. Um I-, I just don't like Ellinger's accuracy. In the NFL, you've got to be accurate. We see with Justin Fields' failures in Chicago. I know there's the offensive line, mm-hmm. bad, bad uh, receivers, but... The lack of accuracy, that's what you need. That's what makes Rodgers, that's what made Brady in the past great. Uh, yesterday, by the way, oh. aside from that pass to Mike Evans, there
5: were some accuracy issues there with Tom Brady. There were. And by the way, in this, cult, we're going to play hold or Fire later. We love to do it on Monday and Tuesdays here when you get the early look at the lines. That number right now in that Colts-Commanders game is 41. Uh, it's not going to be 41 totally, by yeah. the time we get to Sunday. That thing is going to come down, kids. So if you like the under – uh, you might want to fire on that right here as we start off the show on a, on a Monday because I cannot see a scenario where the betting public is going to think this is going to go over the total. Maybe, but
4: I'll, I'll tell you this much. We saw the Saints game, uh, two pick sixes thanks to uh, Andy Dalton and company. Right. Um, you know, we saw the Jets game play well, def- out like that. Right. If, de- if
5: you're going to count on the defense to score a little bit, that's the way yeah, you get right. there. Yeah, right.
4: But- I think the Colts are going to move the ball against the commanders. I don't think the commanders are that good. Now, they won back-to-back games. Give them a ton, ton of credit for what they did yesterday. But with Heineke, I think there'll be some opportunities there. I, I mean, the Colts played well defensively to be able to win the game yesterday against Tennessee, but the offense really struggled. I, I get where you're coming from on the 41-under.
5: Yeah, look, I, I, I've always said, like, Taylor Heineke is not, to me, somebody that you want to be your starting quarterback for 17 weeks, but – Over the options they've had in Washington, D.C. the last two years, I've always thought he was the better option. If you watch some of that game yesterday, it was tough to watch because Heineke threw a lot of balls up for grabs. But for whatever reason, there was one awful call against the Packers that cost them a pick six. But I'll tell you this. The team seems to play behind Taylor Heineke, and I don't know why that is, but they seem to play harder for that guy. Not saying they didn't for Wentz or in quarterbacks that have already gone. But for some reason, they do seem to rally around Taylor Heineke. A couple of things there.
4: First of all, I agree with you. I do think there's a certain amount of moxie that Mm -hmm. he brings to the table, even though he's not an elite quarterback by any stretch. You know, he's a fringe starter at best. But there is a certain amount of just energy that seems to be infused in that team when he is under center. I thought Terry McLaurin made one of the best third-down catches I've seen in a while to be able to preserve the game for them on that third-down situation. By the way, I thought it was bad clock management by Matt LaFleur. They took the timeout at 2:13, and I said I would not have taken it there. I would have let the clock go down on the two-minute warning, so then I would have forced Washington to make them either decide do they want to run or throw the ball, because if you get an incompletion on that third down, yeah. now Green Bay's got a timeout in their pocket. It I would have been interesting in terms of how Washington would have approached that if they did, if they had to do it before the two-minute
5: warning, look, you're going to throw the ball there on third down with two thirteen left because you're not worried about six seconds. I, I totally agree. And by the way, the McLaurin uh, Heineke connection there for the touchdown too was a beautiful thing. Like he makes one or two throws or one or two plays a game that go, wow, it doesn't look like a backup quarterback. Yeah. But when you watch the full body of work, you go, ooh, there's there. There were a lot of plays that were left on the, on the field yesterday for the Packers who somehow fall 23-21 in D.C. They are now three and four. You mentioned Tom Brady. Some of his issues here, we always kind of put Brady and Rodgers in that same conversation. Again, we've talked about the teams that we're betting on. The betting public is waiting to turn around. Green Bay feels like one of them. By the way, the Buccaneers, they're still in a share first place in their division. As awful as the Buccaneers were yesterday, the same cannot be said for the Packers. They are just giving away games and ground to the Minnesota Vikings.
4: Yeah, first of all, Minnesota short four-point favorite coming up against the Cardinals this week. That'll be an interesting one, but you're right. They're sitting at three and four. They do have the head-to-head game. I think it's the second to last week of the season. Mm-hmm. This has been what on paper, I don't know about you, but if people who bet the Packers total over to win the division had to look at this and go, Giants, Jets, and Commanders. Win, win, win. Absolutely. And uh Boy, I tell you, Dave, I'm not a guy that likes to harp on one individual player call, but I thought that defensive holding call was horrific on a play. The Packers returned the ball for a touchdown defensively. It's
5: a a game-changing
4: call. Game-changing call. And and I'll tell you what, you and I both agreed before we came on air, we did not think it was a call that should have been made. It it was so minor. I was like, I'm looking for the – you're looking – you're going,
5: are you kidding me? Yeah, I had some of my D.C. brethren tweeting at me going, oh, my God, they're changing. And I'm like, yes, these are game-changing calls that the Zebras – Go ahead and say, I'm going to decide this thing right here. And I said at the time, I I tweeted back and said, this could be potentially a game-changing call because at that time, the Packers were well in command. No, no pun intended. Of that game, and then all of a sudden, everything flipped, and we saw the the commanders come back and get that win. No question about it, and I'll tell
4: you, the other thing is, you talk about game-changing plays. Mike Evans also being a game-changer on the first play of the game. How do you You drop that? First
5: offensive drive. Maybe it's (laughs) because he was too busy signing autographs for the officials in the tunnel. Did you see that? Now, again, we, don't, we do not know whether or not the official, because some are saying maybe he was to sign something for a game. like a, a,
0: a, The know. video I saw, Dave, it looked like he was, it, it reminded me of a golfer signing a scorecard at the end of a round, right? Yeah. It, like It didn't, I don't know. I, for, for those that don't know,
5: one of the officials in the tunnel apparently asked Mike Evans for an autograph.
0: As a media I member, I saw that. He came up with something for him to sign. I don't know, what, I don't know what it
4: was, but
0: he came up with something for Is him to sign. Is there anything
4: like where a captain
0: has to sign a that, that's car? Work. That's what I'm But
4: wondering. in the I tunnel?
5: Think. Maybe
4: he didn't get him. I have no idea.
5: It's just, it's a bad look. As a media member, we are no, we know job number one can never ask a player for an autograph Here, I forget People for years have said, hey, can you give me an autograph? I say, I, no. The no. official can't ask Mike Evans for his autograph.
4: Better question before we go to break. Why does anybody want an autograph except on a check?
5: <laughs> we got Ben Falk's going to join us uh, from uh, talking all things uh, how the books did. Not well either. Come on back. It's Beeson.
2: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services.
1: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?
2: VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN,
3: the Sports Betting Network.
5: Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Set up now. Get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN's show host and guest. Pro tools like our exclusive uh, betting splits, pro tips with actionable insights to help up your betting game, a deep dive daily into betting reports in the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball playoffs, which is now into the World Series, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting. guides. give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 mid-season special today. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We were talking about the big news to start off the show. For those just tuning in, shame on you for being late. Uh, it, the big news is out of Indianapolis, and that right. is that Matty Ice is now the third-string quarterback, according to Frank Reich, Sam Elgar will get the start on Sunday, and Super Bowl hero Nick Foles will be the backup. So we start looking ahead and projecting into the AFC South. And, again, we, Amal and I, talked last week about – you might want to hop on Tennessee before the game with Indianapolis because if they were able to beat the Colts, which they did and cover the number, they're going to have a significant advantage going forward. Now, the Jaguars, two and five. Texans, sorry, you're done. Jags are two and five now? Two and five.
4: Boy, the way everybody talks about them, well, you would have thought they're five and two and, you know, the way they bet the people Giants bet won them? on a Hail
5: Mary. Isn't it amazing the way the perception is of yeah. teams and the betting? Uh, persona attached to them. Again, we're going to have Ben Falks, our VP of digital content, to talk about how the, uh, the books did, how the public did. But you look at it, they don't feel like a two and five team. And I know, Bill, well, the Giants, six and one, they're not a six and one team. You are, Bill Parcells, what your record says you are. 100%. And now I look at the AFC South and I go, is it a two horse race? Do the Jags have enough firepower to get back in this thing? Do we trust the Titans enough? now with four straight wins after an 0-2 start from the reigning defending coach of the year, Mike Vrabel, I'm hard-pressed to find a coach that gets more out of less. Because I look at the Titans and I go, they don't stack up to being a, a team that was the number one seed in the AFC a year ago and 4-2 and so far this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're the quietest
4: 4-2 team in the National Football League right now. Nobody's talking about them. Kind of like the Minnesota Vikings at 5-1, and one, a quiet 5-1. and one, But – um You know, this team deserves some credit in terms of where they're going. I I think it's going to be tough for Indy to win this division. Houston and Jacksonville are who, at least I thought they were, right? They're just not good teams. I Mm -hmm. thought Houston was going to be one of those teams that you bet against every week. Raiders were in a tighter game than the final score indicates. They were
5: trailing in the third quarter. Yeah,
4: and then the big uh, offsides by Houston on a fourth and one. Not that they would have necessarily stopped them, but, you know, just a a swing play there in that game. So it's interesting right now when you look for me in the AFC, I saw that – Baltimore is a third betting favorite to win the conference. But Tennessee's getting overlooked. I, I think Buffalo, clear cut. Yes. And by the way, did, did Patrick Mahomes just go into San Francisco, you just go Santa Clara technically, and go, listen, I, I love your line. You always say the Roy Jones line. Yeah, it's, 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 Yeah, exactly right. Like, dude, I am still the sheriff, man. I, th- listen, I always say Donald's the best player overall, and fine if you don't agree, but offensively, as great as Josh Allen is, the, the, the kid uh, – you know, from Texas Tech, man, he's still oh, the best.
5: No question. Again, and we're making the parallels here with like with the Titans of how how do they get it done? It's defense. It's coaching. It's the guy that Twitter wanted to retire, and Derrick Henry is going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. I mean, that's, that's how they win. That's the formula for success. It's not sexy. I get it. It's
0: not Patrick Mahomes, right? Because Patrick Mahomes, that's sexy football to watch.
5: Yeah. Unless you had the Niners like I did yesterday. So, you guys,
0: just looking at some of these uh, division odds numbers for the South now, a lot of books have pulled them, uh, starting to repost these. But this is the time, we talk a lot about this if we're talking about the draft, or I I do it a lot with NBA for injury reports and stuff. Betting based off of news and notes, right? So, I'm looking at two different shops right now. We got BetMGM. AFC South odds up right now you got the Titans minus 115 Colts oh. plus 170 Jags five to one Texans 50 to1 Draftkings pulled AFC South odds just reposted them Titans minus 160 Jags plus 320 Colts four to one. Texans, 35-1.
4: to That, to me, is far more accurate on the pricing on the Colts because they have got the two losses against Tennessee. So that, in essence, you're two games behind because you can't afford to tie them. And I think the tie could come into play if Tennessee loses additional games, obviously, which they will at some point during the season. But um, uh, to me, I don't get how they think with this quarterback situation in Indianapolis. Do you guys look at the Colts quarterback situation and go, wow, I am so excited to have Sam Ellinger, Nick Foles, or Matt Ryan?
5: No. no
0: it's a disaster. Not.
5: No. And again, I, I know that that after week one, everybody said Cowboys are done because Cooper Rush, right? I'm not saying that Sam Ellinger is going to save their season. I'm not. I'd rather but, have Jordan Travis, okay, Kelly? But it's, it <laughs> I'm not being serious. But but at, at least there's literally a
0: possibility of a future there. 100%. Right.
5: Because the, the difference is here, America, the difference is you knew that if, if Cooper Rush could somehow buy the time until Super Dad comes back everything would be right in Dallas. There is no savior in Indianapolis. There is nobody that you're going to go, Sam Ellinger, hold down the Ford until. Because who's the until for? Nick Foles or Matt Ryan becomes Benjamin Button? That's not (laughs) happening, kids. So I don't see where the light is at the end of the the, the rainbow. It's it's a tunnel and it's a train.
4: Matt Ryan's confidence was left on the field at NRG Stadium or whatever it's called – you know, a couple of years it's ago so during I- that Super Bowl. By the way, a couple of things I got to correct. First of all, Super Dak, you got to stop using that name. <laughs> Your Dallas Cowboys are in third place. Oh, but they're okay, five and they're two. not in first. They're not in second. They are in third place. Five and And two. the only reason they're not worse off is because there's only four teams
5: in the division. We have a two-game lead in the NFC South. Yeah, well, you (laughs) know, unfortunately, you're not in that division. (laughs) That's true. Can we regulate? Are we going to start calling for regulation like they did for the NFC East? Remember, like all these idiots out there in social media, like, oh, we got to regulate certain divisions. They don't deserve to have a team to play. We don't say that because it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Like, this happens, people. It's cyclical. You're going to have some divisions that are down, some divisions that are up. Right now, on paper, the NFC East is the best division in the NFL. And that's hard to fathom coming off of what we saw last year. God, I hate to agree with him, but he's right.
4: right. Top three teams have a combined three losses. It's amazing. It Excellent. really is. It
5: really is. Let's get
0: into Holder Fire because yep. I like the graphics. Look at that. It's like molten hot lava like coming at you. at you. Colts, everybody holding Colts Futures tickets like myself are just lighting oh, on fire oh. right now. Kelly, okay, like, do you think you're done, though? Do you really think you're done? He is done. He's toast. been done
4: before he made the bet. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you make that bet, kid? <laughs> Listen, you know I can't talk that much noise because I, I criticize Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to lose that bet to you on dinner, but. The bottom line is, I, you should have followed me and taken Tennessee. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm sorry.
4: Frank, sorry, R- sorry, Matt Bob. Ryan. You're right.
0: What a mistake of mine. I should have done that. Well, let's oh, start off. So. Matt Ryan, of course
5: it's a mistake.
4: <laughs>
0: we thought, I mean, they thought, Indianapolis
5: thought, it was going to be the old Matty Ice, the MVP that, Matty that Ice. That experiment didn't work with Rivers. It didn't work with Carson Wentz. And now, I, congratulations, you hit the trifecta. <laughs> I will, counselor, I will object on the Phillip Rivers. I thought it did work with Phillip. It did not work with Wentz, and it's not working with Matty Ice.
4: Rivers is the second best quarterback in the history of the NFL to be able to throw the ball into the ground on a false start penalty. Donovan McNabb? No, Derek Carr. All oh, time. Yeah, good. Just throws it right into the ground.
5: <laughs> Let's get a hold of fire on the Monday edition. Let's start off with Kelly Vindland's Indianapolis Colts for the shoe. So now, remember, Texas' finest is the starting quarterback. The total is 41. If you're a backer of the Commanders yes. on a Monday, am I firing on the three today?
4: Uh, I am not, but I am firing on the Colts. Talk about hypocrisy at its finest. The last 15 minutes, I've just criticized the Colts. You're going to fire on the Colts. Even with Sam Ellinger. I I just don't think Washington is that good of a football team. You remember the Bears missed three opportunities inside the 10-yard line to score touchdowns. Green Bay did not look good. They looked out of sync. Aaron Rodgers looked disengaged. Um, you know, they were fortunate with that penalty call that could have reversed the, that game. I think this Colts line, I'm not sure that it necessarily goes up, but Dave, I have to tell you, I believe the Colts cover this number at home. Jonathan Taylor's going to get 25 carries in this game. I think wow. he runs effectively. I'll tell you one thing, Kelly, I'll be looking for is a prop bet on Taylor this week on rushing yards over.
5: Woo! I like it. All like right, some it. fire on the Colts. So says Amal on a Monday, kids. Let's get to our uh, Thursday night game, if we could. Because this is very interesting to me. We got the Buccaneers. We talked a little bit about them in the first segment. Tom Brady, you said you saw some um, accuracy issues. We got some hands issues with Mike Evans, too, because it changed the whole complexion yeah. of that game. And now they're getting points at home against the Ravens. A point and a half. If you like the Bucks, are you taking the points and firing on a Monday? Or are you holding?
4: Uh, you know, I the lines come down. Wasn't it two and a half? Yeah. But uh, a Bucks money so far. Look, I'm not going to bet the game, but I would take Tampa. I feel like they're going to bounce back. But are we starting to start to see the aging of Tom Brady? Mm Because I thought last year there were some situations where we saw that and you go back to the Super Bowl, everyone wants to point to, oh, Brady won the Super Bowl. You know what? It reminded me of when the Giants beat the Patriots in 07, and it was that front four, the reason for winning the Super Bowl. That's yeah. why Eli doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Oof. But the reality of it is here, it's the same thing. I feel like that Tampa defense carried them. The offensive line is not as not as effective. No. And here's my question. On third and one and fourth and
5: one, when you've got the greatest quarterback sneaker of all time. Why are you not running with Tom Brady? So a lot of people questioning that about Byron Leftwich and what he's doing with that offense or what they're not doing with that offense that's going to be such an interesting game. And by the way, the Ravens almost did it again yesterday. Another double-digit lead. And if you saw the Amari Cooper, they called offensive pass interference. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I would. what I will say is that call sometimes does not get called. They would have been behind again. So maybe look Ravens first half, but, boy, fading them in the second half has proven to be very, very profitable. Much more hold their fire uh, when we come back. And again, we're going to have Ben Falks. On coming up later on to talk about how the books did this weekend. And also, we're going to have uh, Chad Graff join us. Uh, he's a Patriots writer for The Athletic to talk about Monday Night Football later on the show, Bears and Patriots tonight. Come on back. It's Big Bets on a Monday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Welcome back to this segment of These Some Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen nicotine pouches are a fresher, simple way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. So Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's time on is a bit different. Everyone is on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you think about making a change and Want to learn more today? Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's ZYN.com. Warning this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside of Shaw, Dave Ross here. We mentioned the top story off the top of the show. That is, that Sam Ellinger is now the starting quarterback for the Colts. More breaking news: it has been announced that Sam Ellinger will be the starting quarterback for the remainder of the season. This is not. A one-game experiment. I do not know what has happened between Matt Ryan and Frank Reich. But talk about being put in the doghouse. Not only are you third string behind Nick Foles, but you will not be playing quarterback. And if so, if Sam Ellinger gets hurt, we're going to Foles next. I mean, wow. The pecking order in Indy has just significantly changed. Do you think they could release Matt Ryan fairly shortly? Ooh, well, what would be the reason to have him on the roster at this stage? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So,
4: so, you know, for him, he can walk away and just – guy like him does not want to come to the facility every day
5: to be a third-string guy. You're not going to play, right, realistically? well, that's a great point. And if somebody else wants his services somewhere else, you know, with quarterbacks getting injured, it just sounds like he is persona non grata. I, in, would, just,
4: Indianapolis. I would just sign him if I'm playing the Colts the following week just to get an idea of what their offense is going to do.
5: bring him in. That's it. Yeah. Wow, that is how the, the mighty have fallen. I, look you got to make changes. I understand that. That seems rather drastic to announce that Sam will be the starting guy in perpetuity. Anyway, there is a Monday night football game tonight that we're going to talk about here. The Patriots against the Bears. Now, the pay, the, the Patriots, and maybe the reason why we, we didn't talk about it with the same venom that we're talking about this Matt Ryan story is because it's the Patriots and the Bears. Eight and a half is the number now. It's ticked up a little bit. That total, again, boy, oh, boy, scoring is is down at an epic level. That we are seeing, like we saw yesterday, 37-and-a-half in Denver. It went well under. Tonight it's 40. You're seeing these again. The, the, there was no points in the second half of the Sunday night game between the, the uh, Dolphins and the Steelers. I mean, a mall. this is not what the NFL wanted with all these rule changes to help the offense. Do we get offense tonight?
4: The I don't think so. And I'll tell you what. I took the Patriots here today. I think they cover this number. I just don't think this Bears team is good enough offensively to put numbers up. But we'll see. You know, so many times when you don't expect a team to go out and compete, they do. This is the NFL. And it really comes down to can the Bears give Justin Fields enough time? And when given enough time, can he throw the ball with accuracy?
5: He missed one of the most wide-open throws. You remember that Thursday night game against the Commanders on a uh, little slip to the tight end from the two-yard line? Missed him by four yards.
4: Well, there was he had a worse throw at Ohio State uh, when Garrett Wilson undressed Patrick Surtain in the national championship game. And he threw the ball somehow from Dade County into Broward.
5: (laughs) Fields is going to have to get more accurate. Look, it's it's not something that can't be done. When Josh Allen – and I'm not making this Justin Fields-Josh Allen comparison. I'm trying to point out that guys somehow can get more accurate. Josh Allen was not accurate when he came to the NFL. So that's through coaching – Discipline. There are ways to increase accuracy, but Justin Fields, to your point, has got to get more accurate.
4: Well, it doesn't help that he's been hit more times than any other quarterback in the NFL That's since right. last season started. Their offensive line is horrific. It's like the Bears are intentionally trying to lose. Mm. I mean, their drafting and what they've done has been horrific over the last several years. You know, they finally got rid of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. No, the, neither of those guys were a good combination, but it reminds me of the situation you have in Green Bay. Packers have never drafted a first-round receiver during Aaron Rodgers' tenure. last wide receiver taken in the first round for the Green Bay Packers. Any guesses?
5: In the first round? Yeah. Was Sterling Sharper a first-rounder?
4: Yeah, but that was going way back. 2002. Oh. Javon Walker. Yes, out of Florida State. Florida State, yep.
5: Yes. By the way, the the prop watch tonight, again, what year is this? 160 and a half passing yards. That's a half for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I think that 300 – in the first half yesterday against the ATL. Not saying that we expect him to be Joe Burrow. But my goodness, look at how low some of these totals are because the, the, the betting public is just not expecting anything out of this Bears offense. Yeah,
4: I would actually go under on Mac Jones tonight, two sixteen and a half, And the reason is I think they'll be able to run the ball effectively with Stevenson on the ground. But more importantly, I don't think they're going to be in a situation where they're having to throw the ball a ton. I think they're going to play defense uh, when the opportunity presents themselves, mm-hmm. take some shots. Um, you know, you mentioned the accuracy point. Joe Burrow is a perfect example of a guy who transfers to LSU his junior year was average. Right. And then all of a sudden, and I know everyone who wants to give Joe Brady credits, not it's Emzinger who was the guy that ran that offense. There's a reason why Brady failed miserably with the Carolina Mm -hmm. Panthers. Emzinger designed the offense around, and then you had dudes at wide receiver, Jamar Chase and uh, of course, uh, Justin Jefferson, the confidence grew. Jalen hurts similar situation, right? Jalen hurts was not a guy with tremendous accuracy coming out of Oklahoma, but we saw the off season work how he's gotten better and Philly. To their credit, they've really designed a good team around him, and you see the confidence growing in him. And I, I, you know, I don't necessarily sign off on Josh Allen in that same comparison because I thought Allen had times where he was accurate. I think it's the consistency of accuracy where it was lacking, and he's gotten better there. But to me, I, I think you don't necessarily discard or discount Fields completely yet. Yeah, but. They've got to do something to build that offensive line. I mean, you've got to go O-line if you're this team.
5: No question about it. Maybe just an idea. Justin Fields should get up with uh, Jordan Palmer in the offseason. He helped dramatically as well with Josh Allen, his maturation process in the NFL, to find some of those accuracy uh, issues that have been lacking. Uh, We'll get back to that. Chad Graff's going to join us in hour number two from The Athletic. We'll talk much more about the Patriots from their side of things uh, against the Bears tonight in a game that you would think the Patriots need to win if they're going to be a playoff contender in the AFC. The World Series is all set. Now, I saw out there, and we're going to have Ben Fox join us a little bit later about some of these bigger bets that have been out there. I saw somebody before the season at, I can't remember the exact odds, but had the long shot of having the Houston Astros beat the Philadelphia Phillies. He put a $50 wager on it, yeah. I believe to get back $125,000. Now, I saw people on social media with consternation about it. You shouldn't hedge because the Strohs are the big favorite right now. They're minus $1. eighty-five. Are you an idiot? You absolutely hedge in this spot with the plus money, the Phillies, plus $1.60. If you've got over a 100, potentially 125 k to come back for your $50 wager, Amal, you say this better than most, lock in profit, you well,
4: absolutely would have to do I, something like that. I can tell you right now, if I had this bet at 50 to win 125 with the Astros knocking off the Phillies in that order – and kudos to them for making that selection. I would come back with the bet of probably thirty k on the Phillies here to make about forty eight thousand. Uh, maybe find even a better price at one seventy because I've seen as high as one seventy. So you get you know fifty thousand. You say, well, you would knock off thirty thousand. Let me tell you something. I would rather sit there and regret that I knocked off thirty thousand off one hundred twenty five than at the end if the Phillies somehow pull this Just thing get out zero. and get zero. I mean the the I mean you got yourself in a phenomenal position to guarantee yourself. And I've seen plus 110. The plus 160 is that uh, DraftKings have seen higher at 170. So you're talking $51,000 or gar- 51 guaranteed or 95 guaranteed or zero to win 125. To me, the risk isn't worth the reward in that situation.
5: And again, I'm all – and this is something we try to, to point out to everybody across the Eastern spectrum. It's, it's one of your sayings, and it should be on a T-shirt. You're never going to go broke taking a profit, yeah. right? And so if you're this person or you find yourself in a situation like this, whether it's you've done a five-leg parlay and the first four have hit and the last one to go is on a Sunday or Monday night football, you've got hedge opportunities. So I know some people go, well, you're cutting into your – you could be left with zero if you don't take that opportunity. Now, look, I think the Stros are rightful favorites. I think they should be $1.85 that we see here after we saw them just sweep away the Yankees. But again, there are no certainties in life, let alone sports betting. You have to take free
4: money when it's offered to you. Love what you just said there about the no certainties. You're absolutely right, Dave. And, you know, to me, the one thing you got to look at, if you're Philadelphia, game one is more important for Philly Mm. than it is for Houston. And the reason is because Verlander hasn't pitched particularly well And you look at uh, Zach Wheeler, he's been outstanding. If Bryce Harper doesn't hit that two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning, Wheeler, obviously Hoskins is another guy could have been LCS MVP, but both of those guys were in uh, serious consideration. And with Framberg going, I know McCullers didn't pitch great yesterday, but he battled through, gave them an opportunity. All I'm saying is you have to look at some of these situations and be a little bit cautious. Um, Now, the other thing you could do potentially, and I, I personally wouldn't do it, but you could do it, especially with the way Wheeler's pitching, do you roll the dice, hope the Astros win game one, and then get a better price on, oh. uh, on Philadelphia? But what happens if that never comes about, right? Remember, Philly wins game one in San Diego. Oh, yeah. we got to pick them price after game two. That's right. And then, all of a sudden, Philly takes all three in, in Philadelphia and says, bye-bye,
5: we're not going back to San Diego. That's the risk you run. Yeah. But I, I do like where your head's at there because, again, the Strohs are sizable favorites here in game one. With, well, not sizable, but they're favorites in game one. Yeah. If you could tuck that away, then you come back on the Phillies here if you're that particular better with that huge future wager out there. But, again, the key is why take that chance? I, right? Especially,
4: yeah, where you're at.
5: Where you're at with, with that ticket. You, you, that's why you make those future wagers not necessarily that you're going to ultimately win it, but to be in position to make sure you lock in profit. Absolutely. So there it is. Uh, we'll find out how that goes as a Metropolitan fan. To see the Phillies win after the Braves win would be very, very troubling. When we come back, Ben Fox is going to join us here with some of the um, well, some of the wagers that didn't go so well and some that did. Come on back, it's be, be some big bets. On the network that is:
2: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call one 800 gambler four seven or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services.
6: Oh, such a
3: clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install?
1: Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v
3: the sports betting network.
5: Basketball season is well underway, and all the basketball promotions you can find on BetRivers online sportsbook. BetRivers is the place to go for the latest odds, lines, and unique promotions, like our weekly same-game parlays. Place three or more same-game parlays each week to receive a free $10 basketball free bet during October and November, go to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. It is a whole new game. Back alongside them all, Shaw, Dave Ross here. This is Big big Bets on a Monday edition of Always Great to Have our VP of Digital Content, Ben Fox, join the program each and every Monday. Ben, you know, we're talking about the, the better that had the good fortune of placing that $50 ticket on the Phillies and Stros at the beginning of the baseball season to get to the World Series, and he picked the Astros to win it.
6: Back in April.
5: How about that? So Ooh. now a fifty dollar ticket could get a one twenty five K people. One hundred and twenty five thousand. So Amal and I were talking about the hedge scenarios out there, and I've seen social media blowing up about this particular thing. Do you see that people do hedge or do sometimes they get stubborn and go, I'm not giving back my my sure profit with the Strohs being minus a dollar eighty five favorite?
6: It, so hedging to me is one of the most fascinating topics in sports betting writ large right because it varies so much from person to person just how much is the bet how much is the initial bet how much money do you have overall Mm. in your assets right is this life-changing money for you or is this just another Sunday it's 50 bucks it's not that big a deal so there's so many different variables for it uh there was a better I think a couple years ago when the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup He had i was covering that as well he did not hedge he was staunch he was not hedging he was a die-hard st louis blues fan he didn't care what everyone on gambling twitter twitter (laughs) said he was sticking to it and look he won right and he won the full amount i think in that case probably hedging would be appropriate i think this is probably a similar case now these bets are interesting right because we always talk about the different ways to kind of attack a market. Mm-hmm. And these specific exact bets, I would imagine this person had the Astros over many NL teams, right? right? So instead of just taking the Astros to win the World Series, obviously a short number, Astros one of the favorites before the season, you take the Astros over mm-hmm. a bunch of those NL teams. And then, yeah, you're going to obviously lose every single one except for one. But if you hit on that one and obviously the team makes the World Series, now you're in Fantastic shape, especially because as this better we were discussing before the segment the Astros are favored Right, so now if the Astros win great you cash, but now your hedge is on the underdog So you're in great shape. I would probably take something before the series as we were talking about and then Depending on how the series goes a little more a little less, but they're in fantastic shape. It's an interesting ticket It's it's a fun nugget, right? And there are a lot of those in April that don't work out This is one that's in good position
5: and, again, he might have, to, to Ben's point, we don't know, but it's probably just not a $50 investment. But I think Ben raises some great points, and we talk about it a lot. We don't know. Maybe he did 10 other teams, well, right? Maybe it's 500 that he spent on his tickets, and now he's going, well, I don't want to give back too many grand. But still, with a ticket like that that could cash, you have to, you would think, hedge at some spot.
4: I thought Ben made a good point, which is that if you know if the guy's extremely wealthy and he doesn't care, maybe. But I know somebody else who had a, a big futures ticket on somebody – has immense money, and they still hedged. And, mm. you know, and I think the thing that you have to realize is here, and this is one of the best things I ever heard about sports betting, are you in this for your ego, or are you in this to be correct? And what I, and the difference is ego would be to just sit there and, and sit pat. But to be correct is to make the play, which is prudent here, to take Philadelphia. And you know, I was looking at the numbers right now, Philly in four, Philly in five, Philly in six, Philly in seven. 20 to 1 and 4 uh 750 in 5 7 dollars in 6 and then 43650 hmm. so there's running the numbers and if you were to put 30,000 at plus 170 as opposed to if you do 10,000 10,000 10,000 and 5,000 you're putting up 35,000 but you would make more money on the Philly side oh. so there's different scenarios you can take That's look great. i i'm just a guy who's going to be a little bit more conservative in that area because to me this guy, it's amazing. Think about this. Billy mows down St. Louis in two. They take care of the, um, uh, who would they put, the Braves, Braves in four, right? They take out the Padres in five. The Astros go 7-0. Oh. I mean, this is a dream scenario. Wow. Imagine if this is, um, remember when the Lakers played the Pistons in 89? Magic and Byron both get hamstring injuries in games one and two, and the series is over, and the Pistons absolutely just crush them. You know, 88, we saw the Dodgers take care of a, a loaded Oakland A's yeah. team. 1990, the Reds sweep the uh, Oakland A's. So, I mean, there's so many different scenarios that can play out where you think that 4 Lakers team looked like they were going to run roughshod over Detroit. They lose that series against Larry Brown on the Pistons. So, to me, I think there's so many different scenarios you have to take into consideration. You've gotten this far you've got an opportunity to make at least $50,000 without putting yourself in that much peril.
5: No, don't bring up 88, though. The Mets were the better team that year, not the Dodgers. (laughs) Well, Greg Uh, Jeffries could field the ball at third base. You'd be okay. (laughs) So, Ben, we've talked a lot about the NFL this weekend, too, and it does feel like, you know, pros versus Joes, we hear that all the time. The Joes didn't have a bad weekend, did they?
6: No, it was a mixed bag. I think that the two biggest games, and, again, we always talk about which favorites are losing outright specifically, right? And I think probably everyone and their sister had the Bucks in some teaser, some wow. money line parlay, somewhere else, and the Packers. Uh, the Packers are historically a public team. Mm-hmm. They're a short road favorite against the Commanders. At some, all right, the public's going to think at some point the Packers have to get it together. <laughs> right? It's Aaron Rodgers. It's the Commanders. <laughs> They're not very good. Both those teams go down. Those were the reasons that the books had a better Sunday than the general public. Okay. Now, it wasn't all bad, certainly. The, the public was all over the Giants at plus three, just seeing, right, the Giants five and one. Why are the Jaguars, who are two and four, favored mm. against the Giants? I, I think the Jaguars are still the better team. I think they just shoot themselves in the foot over oh, and too? over and over again in that game, but... Look, the Giants end up. Uh, the Giants are a much better coach team. I think we can agree on that. That was the mo- uh, one of the most bet games at BetMGM, and the number one, the Chiefs, again a road favorite, right? I think this was a little more the wise guys on the 49ers, especially with the Christian McCaffrey deal. Yeah. Public all over the Chiefs, and it's very tough to bet against Patrick Mahomes, especially getting less than a field goal or close to it. We saw the result there.
4: I, I would agree with you there. And the one thing, you know, when I got asked about it, on Michael Lombardi's show on Friday, what do you think about the addition of Christian McCaffrey? And I said the same thing I'll say now. Jimmy Garoppolo is still the quarterback, right? Right. Yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. You know, the one thing I would point out, there were only two games so far, not including uh, the game tonight. And I say this all the time, and, and the numbers bear it out. In the NFL, 80% of the time, the team that wins the game covers the number. Right. Okay? Pick the winner. There were only two games where the spread mattered this weekend. The Ravens game? And the Steelers game. Every other game, whether you had the dog or the favorite, whoever you took, they won the football game. Washington won. Carolina won. Uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys end up covering the number. They mm-hmm. win the game comfortably. I mean, Raiders, Raiders win by yep. eighteen. Uh, when you mentioned the Chiefs, the Bengals, Bengals yeah, they absolutely just blitzed uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So, hone in on picking the team. And you know, he Ben mentioned about the the teaser, and I, I said this to you and Kelly last week: stop moving the line six points. Find a game that you like and stick to that because now you've got to win two games. And it, to me, I think teasing Green Bay would have been horrific anyway because you're just getting a plus two. If they're, if they're in a scenario where they're not covering four, you're probably in a position to lose the game. Yeah. And teasing down on Carolina, I get why you'd go against Carolina. But again, I, I say this all the time. Kelly knows this. I say this at length. Teams at home just generally tend to fare better, even though the record right now doesn't indicate it at 49, 54, and 3. They're 47%. At the end of the day – I don't know if that's ATS number, though. I don't know if that's a straight-up home number, but...
0: ATS. ATS. ATS.
4: Okay. At the end of the day, you'll see teams at home win more games than they lose.
5: Yeah, and again, it, it was it was dangerous for somebody like me that did tease down the Cowboys yesterday because I didn't love the game at six and a half, so I did have them in a lot of teases. It was nervy. They Look, if, if Jamal Williams doesn't fumble the ball the yep. one-yard line, that's in the fourth quarter. Dallas is behind. So it, to, to Maul's point, sometimes, look, it worked out the defense did their job, they ended up covering the number, but it was touch-and-go there for a little bit. Ben, did you see any, any other big plays, either NFL or college football, where people either took a bath or they came out, and today they're just smelling like roses?
6: Yeah, I think one of the reasons Johnny Velo's uh, smiling a little bit this morning, uh, a, a good weekend for DraftKings as well, $420,000 on the 49ers money oh. line. Oh. Somebody really loved Christian McCaffrey and that deal. It was a very good game for the 10-0. first half. Yeah, they, they look good. It's still Patrick Mahomes, still certainly difficult. And, look, NFL season, I think, has been tough, right? We see generally the Westgate Super Contest, the Circa Millions, right? The consensus plays, the top five plays, usually do pretty well. Mm-hmm. One, one and four for both of those. Mm. So at Westgate, that was Lions plus seven, Jaguars minus three, Niners minus two and a half, Bucks minus 11, and the Bengals was the only one that hit. You know, Again, the Falcons were 6-0 against the number. They're not going to go 16-0. No. and 0. They don't cover there, but a, a really back-and-forth weekend, a fascinating one, and stop betting big amounts of money against Patrick Mahomes would be my general <laughs> advice.
5: I, I was on the other side of that as a Niner, and I like the under coming in. They almost mm. covered the over by themselves with 44, and I knew it was dead after Mahomes had the pick and the Niners go up 10 nothing. Garoppolo uh, with a short touchdown pass, And then they cut away to Mahomes, warming up, and he was smiling. I went, oh, I'm dead. (laughs) Trouble. Here we go. We're going to get a shootout with Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes? There's two
4: plays against Kansas City that summarize Jimmy Garoppolo's career. Missing Emmanuel Sanders by about five yards, and that interception he threw yesterday in the end zone.
5: But let's make this, this was about the Niner defense, right? It wasn't about Jimmy G? Yeah, but uh, you know, you can't give away points. Ben, always great to have you here on a Monday, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Does a great guys. job as our VP of digital content here at the network. Come on back. Much more to get to. we going to break down that Monday Night Affair on Big Bets on Visa and the sports betting network.
0: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented.
1: Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.
2: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler 24 7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
5: I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and
4: this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity, 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford,
0: Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person.
5: Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio
6: app.
0: Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call.